Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley, back in New York City. All right. And this week we are going to be talking about Velvet Buzzsaw, a Netflix released movie that also played at Sundance this year. Hot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So hot. (laughs) Before we get into Velvet Buzzsaw, though... Ty, what is your favorite Jake Gyllenhaal movie? My favorite Jake Gyllenhaal movie is uh, definitely Nightcrawler. It's like not even close because that's one of my favorite movies ever. If you haven't seen Nightcrawler, it's by the same director as Velvet Buzzsaw, and you should go watch it right now. I thought you were going to say Sisters Brothers, and I was going to say Nightcrawler. <laughs> oh, I, I did love Sisters Brothers, but Nightcrawler is like... One of the best ever. No, that movie is so good, and he is so interesting in that movie, and he does a great job in Nightcrawler. That's a great one. It's perfect for him. Uh, So, did you try to see Velvet Buzzsaw at Sundance, or did you know it was going to get released? I saw Jake Gyllenhaal was in it, and then I'm like, I'm not going to try to see that at Sundance. It's definitely going to get out. Definitely going to get out, yeah. So I did not try to see it. Didn't Laren buy tickets to it, our brother Laren? He did, and then he he sold them once he found out it was going to be on Netflix. Yeah. So let that be a lesson to everyone. That happened to us a year ago, where a movie we saw got released on Netflix that day. That was a little disappointing. Yeah, you got to be careful. It's like now you got to check it before ever you buy tickets. Well, we'll save our... Sundance strategies for another podcast. Let's get back to Velvet Buzzsaw. Okay. Uh, what made you excited about this movie? Was it the combination of the director and actor, the subject matter? Yeah, that and my love of skewering the art world and its pretensions. You're a big uh, contemporary art guy, huh? I mean, I style myself an artist. I fancy myself an artist. So, yeah. I love going to the big shows, um, and I I think it's so interesting to just think about value in art. It's fascinating to me. I could I could like ponder it all day long. Yeah, and do you? I mean, do you think this the director spent time in the art world? Like, do you think these people reflect reality, or are they heightened? Uh, they're probably heightened, but I mean, I would think they're for sure heightened. But I think yeah, it felt it felt very realistic, and and like I. I very instantly believe that this person, whoever wrote it, knew a lot about the art world. Yeah, I thought the, I don't know, different artists you see kind of showed the, I don't know, different perspectives and the the buyer and critic. I don't know, I thought it was interesting to just see kind of all these different pieces work together and how they totally depend on each other to derive that value, right? Like the yeah. buyer, you you come to find out had been sort of spying on the critic to understand what he was going to praise. Yeah, that was a great little twist. A little betrayal of his boyfriend. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel but like... It, I also really like John Malkovich as the artist. I thought he was actually really good. Like, not too crazy, but crazy. Very weird. But, like, yeah, I totally believed it. him. Uh, I, liked, I liked David Deegs. I thought he was great. They all just felt kind of... Yeah, like recognizable characters from what I understand of the art market and the art world. They needed a Banksy-type secretive character, though, I think. Oh, interesting. You don't think David Diggs played that sort of street artist 
type person? No, he was from a collective where the collective was very important, which I think is a different model than Banksy. Okay. And also, we never saw any of his art. Didn't he do the Metal Sphere? No, that was Moonkit. No, I don't think so. Oh, I thought that was his thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm 75% sure it was not his. Okay. That's, I mean, it's fine. He was an up-and-comer either way. Yeah. Um, I thought... I thought uh, maybe the one thing I the one thing I didn't like the most was that that young woman from Michigan kept finding all kept finding all the bodies. That was like a, a ridiculous series of coincidences. To be the assist, like, to get hired as the assistant to these different people, to get passed around like that so passively. Yeah, she was, she might have been the weakest for me as well. Yeah, I like John John or Don Don, the South African. He had a great yeah. accent. Yeah, I thought he was funny and, yeah, like, vapid. Exactly the right kind of vapid. Yeah. I thought the woman, the lead um, curator was good because she was very... She she's very smooth-talking, and you kind of have sympathy for her, but also just something was off, and I don't know. That scene at the end when, she, when her tattoo starts rotating was sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Do you feel like they did a good job building the suspense and the horror for how these different people died? Mostly, I think yes. The, the one exception is I, I, I think Jake Gyllenhaal's character should have died last, and we should have seen it more. It should have been or, more gr- more gruesome. Or lived. I mean, he recognized the problem and tried to make it right. Yeah, I didn't like that he had this very like off-screen death and before the real climax of the movie or... It felt it felt off to me, the timing of that. Yeah, I think, you know, the first couple of people dying, it, like, builds kind of this tension. But then it gets into a repetitive pattern of someone being alone and having a, you know, a gruesome death. But you either don't see it or you just see part of it. And I, I guess I don't feel like it really built, right? It just kind of got to a point where people were dying and then plateaued. And I think yeah. kind of early. I, I don't know. It was just like kind of death after death. And I don't think it really progressed in sort of intensity or how it happened. Yeah, I feel like I feel like what it lacked was they should have um, been revealing more things about the killer or the painter um, so that it made more and more sense, sort of. So that, was, so that that mystery was unfolding at the same time. And so you kind of realized that the painter had some point or I feel like that was lacking. And that could have helped heighten it at the end. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, they, they do like try to dig into the painter's history. You know, they find out about his like, terrible childhood and stuff. The materials he used in his art, which is kind of a you know, gross conversation. You see the, the painting bleed that one time. Yeah, I think the visual aspect of it kind of was, yeah, was strong, was interesting. Yeah, I think so. And the the paintings were kind of so appealing to people and drew them in, but it also changed them a little bit, right? Like it made them greedy or did do you think just exposed their inner, I don't know. Didn't the assistant who was get it, who, who um, started dating Jake Gyllenhaal's character, didn't she really change? Or do you think she was always sort of manipulative, climbing yeah, type she person? Was, she, I think she says, I think the, her boss says, you know, you've always been this ambitious. I think anyone who gets into that 
is ready to be competitive, and she thought it was her big break, and she'd been waiting for a big break. Well, I guess I, I also I, wish then the paintings did affect people in a different way than just they are so drawn to them, right? Well, I think I mean it affected, I think it affected people differently. Like Jake Gyllenhaal saw the, saw the hand moving, but other people didn't really see that. And yeah, um, the driver, the installer dude. Uh, it just lit him on fire. I don't know. Oh, oh I, sorry. I don't mean how it killed him. I guess I mean how it like affected their personality. I don't know. I, does, that, does that make sense? I guess I just wish you saw the painting change people more. I don't think it did or, change them at all. Or I don't know. I don't, right. I don't, I, get, I don't see that as like being something that was I needed. Feel like the, I feel like the painting being inherently evil... Like, why does he need him to be... Dis- like, why would he just want him destroyed if they just kill people? What? Like, what should... Because <laughs> it's not good to kill people. I guess I guess that makes sense. Um, it just maybe, to me, makes me think it should, like, reveal people's darkness. No, it didn't do that. And I wish it would have. It would have been more effective to me. Okay. I Well, okay. Not you. I don't know. That's a, That's a weird critique of a movie, like... I don't know. I guess for me, for me, the po- the whole point was the art world, you know, fetishizes, commoditizes, commodi- commodifies these works of art, and and that um, that value system kills you. It's not. I don't know. It's not about changing you or affecting you. Okay. I mean, I think. They're already vapid, horrible people. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe you have a better kind of understanding. I don't know. Doing more, being more involved in art things than I am. Yeah. Uh, which death did you think was the most visually stunning? Well, probably the the uh, girl who found the art in the apartment um, was the most visually stunning. Although it was not very satisfying because it didn't make sense to me. That she became part of that mural. Yeah, like, that's weird. Like, everyone else just died, I feel like. Well, except for the installer, who got sucked into a painting, apparently, and then it was never seen again. So it's just weird. I wish, I wish they all would have been consistently killed and their bodies found, rather than sometimes the art takes them in and sometimes not. Yeah. Uh, I think the uh, dying on th- when the cube... Not cube, the sphere. Not into that. Well, just like that, you could see like the no, the long shot stop, they do with with stop the spray. It. Stop it! I don't want to think about it. Oh my gosh, that was nasty. Uh, well, definitely set up for a sequel, right? Selling the street art. I guess yes. I don't Maybe know. Maybe the the assistant can hunt down all those pieces. Oh, bless her heart! I don't want her to die. <laughs> just let her go back to Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Are there anything else you'd want to say about this one that you liked or disliked? Um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of bummed I didn't see it in a theater because I think it would have been cool to see those art the art big screen and I always think kind of thrillers or suspenseful movies are better in theaters. So, well, we it is good that we can watch so much on Netflix now. I don't know if it, if the trend is more towards watching things on my computer. I'm kind of bummed. Yeah, and it, I guess if. I mean, I don't know how the money works. Netflix bought this movie at Sundance. No. 
beforehand. Yeah, you, there's no way it came out the 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 day of Sundance if they just bought it there. Okay. I think I don't know that, but I would be shocked. But that means the people who made the movie, if Netflix had put it in theaters, the people who made the movie wouldn't have gotten any more money. Uh, I believe that's how it works, but I'm not sure. Like now, it's on Netflix. Does the director, creator, producer of this movie get any more money from Netflix? Uh, no. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't. Like, I, just, I don't get the economics of it, right? Because like they could have sold it to like Sony Classics Pictures or uh, New Line Cinema for maybe less money, but then if it gets released in theaters, wouldn't they get a cut of that gross? I don't think so. Well, I don't know, actually. I don't know. Because there's like production companies and distribution companies. But once the distribution company buys the rights to the movie to distribute it, they make all the profits? I think so. Or I, I really don't know. But, but I, th- I can imagine it gets structured either way and you just negotiate it every time different ways. I guess I just wonder why do you think they choose to go to Netflix? Because they don't think they would get wide distribution otherwise? Or it's Ooh. just the most money? Yeah. I'm I'm sure they're just trying to maximize their uh, payoff from it, and they listen to all bids. But I think they also, I think they must have decided it had no Oscar chances because, unless it's being, I haven't heard of it being theatrically released anywhere. But it has to be if it's going to be considered for Oscar stuff. Doesn't Sundance count? No, it has to have a two week run in a in a certain minimum number of screens in normal theaters. Uh. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. What would you rate Velvet Buzzsaw? I'm a little bit torn on Velvet Buzzsaw, but I think I'm going to go with... uh, I'm going to go with four. It's close to a three, but... I'm going to go with four because I like Jake Gyllenhaal doing his thing, and I like the takedown of the art world. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with a three. Yeah, just because of the things I talked about, how I feel like it sort of plateaued and didn't get any more intense. It just sort of was intense once the killing started happening. Yeah, fair. All right, Ty, what is your recommendation for the listeners this week? All right, I watched, it might be what is now my favorite TV show ever this week, which is Russian Doll on Netflix. Oh, interesting. Have you watched it? I have. I loved it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say too much. Well, I guess we're spoiling things on here anyway. Anyway, I highly recommend you look at it. I think it's working on a historical level and a metaphysical, mystical level and a religious level and a human level and psychological level. I think it's commenting on all these different areas of life. So well done. It's a little bit gritty. There's a lot of drug use, but... All the swears. (laughs) There's also a lot of swearing, which is unfortunate. I wish it didn't have those two things, but uh, I think it's intelligent writing at its best. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I watched Russian Doll as well, and I think it starts out really strong, but I sort of dropped off interest towards the end, Uh, but I did finish it. Why did you lose interest? I don't know if I just felt as compelled by the main characters. And I didn't, I, I didn't really see 
my life and their lives. It's because you're not a struggling New York artist. That's true. Like some of us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, she's not really an artist. Oh really? That's Is insult- it ever? That's insulting to game to video game developers. Also, I've read a ton of stuff about it since then, and I've never seen anyone say it's modeled after a video game. Have you been reading about it? Well, it's very similar to video game levels where if you die, you just start over. I know, but everyone compares it to Groundhog Day, uh, which is different. That You don't die in Groundhog Day. Well, you they do sometimes, but... Um, you only live one 20, like 24-hour period. You live 24 hours or less. Whereas she's trying to beat the game. And obviously she's a video game developer, so the, so the connection seems very obvious to me and very strong. And I, I've probably read eight reviews, articles talking about it, and no one's ever said that. Hmm. They show a video game that she develops that's like really hard to beat, and they never show her beating it. And that made me a little sad. <laughs> Getting over that fire pit? Yeah. That's, I'm sorry, Reed. <laughs> left, me, left me wanting more. Um, well, that's good. There's going to be a second season of it. Okay. I, I would keep watching it. I guess I thought it was engaging enough. But it's all it's based on also on um gentrification riots that happened the year she was eleven in nineteen ninety one um in Tompkins Square Park with homeless people so it's like there's i think it's amazing so the character of horse and that parade at the end is based on um these bohemian protesters at the time. And then it's got the Jewish mysticism level, where she's exploring her own faith and her background. Um, and I thought the I thought it was brilliant to have another person repeating. And then I feel like it's a good mystery. You know, they're trying to they're trying to solve a mystery. And then it was like a video game, which I thought was hilarious. Anyway. Okay. I, nest nesting dolls of levels. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for another week of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And I also am dying every day. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.